there's no storm too powerful. Can you put up that last verse? Amen. Who's ever been in a storm before? Amen. Can you just play that a little bit, Brother Benjamin? Sometimes if you're not in a storm and everything's okay, you just kind of loosen up a little bit. But when there's a real storm, when there's something facing you, you tackle everything down tighter. That's what we need to do tonight. There's a storm out there. There's a spiritual storm. But our God is tremendous. Hallelujah. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Thank you. Let's sing a song, God is our refuge. You are my refuge. I just want to sing this as we go into the word. Just uh, since the Lord is wanting to minister to your heart. Some of you have come with real needs and burdens. And we sense that right away. Amen. We want to sing this uh, before we go. You are my refuge. tonight, Lord. It's not in politics. It's not in the worldly things of this day of education or activities of business affairs. We have no strength, Lord, in the things we see around us in this world that's falling, falling in fear and trouble. Storms of life, storms of trouble. There won't be on the other side. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you're delivering us out of them all. Tonight we have an anchor in Jesus Christ. We have a place we can come into, into your presence on a Wednesday night, looking around the room and seeing weather scarred veterans, battle scarred veterans, hearts that are in the middle of great adversity. We're here to strengthen one another. You're the God of our souls. You're the God of our spirits. 
You're the God of our bodies, Lord. And we pray for strength and healing for one another, for our families, for our church, Lord, for the bride of Christ. Lord, we don't live in a bubble. We're living in realities. And you are our realities, Lord. Serious times, Lord. Not a time just to put a little empty smile on our face. It's a time to know that you are here right within us. Greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. Strengthen the people. Strengthen your people tonight, Lord. You you have considered us. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Thank you. Everyone, I want to remind the young people uh, for demonology for this Friday night. We'll be going into part two. Actually, Brother Michael Andy's taking the service. So the demonology uh, books, if you can make sure you bring them this Friday night. God bless you. Thank you. Romans chapter nine. If we can uh, turn together to the scripture. I was uh, reminded after we'd already sent this to the brothers and. And right before the service that Brother Bisco used the scripture while I was away. And I'm very sorry that I'm repeating it. And uh, but we had already sent it to the brothers and we felt it on our hearts. So uh, I'm not speaking on predestination per se, but it's the same scripture our pastor used. So God bless you. We were away and, and we're happy to be back again tonight. And we greet you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Romans chapter nine, verse Uh, We'll start reading at verse 6. Tonight we want to speak on beneficiaries because of a seed. Because of a seed. Beneficiaries. Romans 9 verse 6. Not as though the word of God had uh, taken non-effect. For they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. I think we can agree tonight that you are children of the promise. That's what we're speaking to tonight. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebecca also had conceived by one, even by our father, Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. And it's the same in the New Testament too. God loved you before you were even born. We're not going to spend a lot of time on the negative tonight. You're part of the seed of God. Amen. Let's skip down to chapter 10 if we can. We just read verse 1 to 3. Uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. 
Remember, he had said in chapter 9 that not all Israel, not all they would call themselves Israel, is Israel. But we look at his attitude in verse 10, his heart's desire and prayer for Israel was as that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Tonight, our righteousness is a filthy rags, but you are his righteousness. God bless you. You can have your seats if you can keep your Bible open and look back into chapter 9. Romans chapter 9, verse 28. There was a couple of verses in this chapter that was right in the middle of our two readings. And that was in Romans 9, 28. For he will finish the work. Who believes that tonight? There's a few things of absolute that's good for us on a Wednesday night. We've gone through a lot these last couple weeks. You've gone through a lot. And as we've seen in Canada or the United States, our faith is not in politics. And it's not in the financial institutions. It's not in churches. It's not just in friendships. It's in God. It's in His Word. So we look in Romans 9, 28. He will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, except the Lord of Sabbath had left us a seed, We had been as Sodom and been made like unto Gomorrah. It's nothing but the truth. These are all very familiar scriptures. And some of you have read this over the last uh, couple weeks again. But unless God had left us a seed, an elected seed, we would be like Sodom and Gomorrah tonight. Before we left on our trip, we were speaking on beneficiaries. And just to bring it back to your attention, a beneficiary is one that receives benefits from someone else. And that comes from a a root word of beneficiary as a person who derives advantage from something, especially a trust or a will or a life insurance policy. Uh, We can say tonight we are heirs of the father, joint heirs with the son. But there had to be a death of the testator that to make this policy a real for us. But we're glad that he didn't stay in the ground, but he rose up on Easter morning. And that made you and I beneficiaries of the resurrection. So tonight we are beneficiaries because of a seed. And friends, tonight is a night of rejoicing for all of us. Before the foundation of the world, God put a seed in you. And we weren't saved the night we came to the altar or we had a meeting or when we were baptized. Thank God he put a seed there before we were born. But when we came into this life and as you begin to grow, whether it's in the message or out on the street or in a church somewhere, there comes a day when you begin to recognize you're not like everyone else. And that is the awakening of the seed of God. We are beneficiaries or we have received the benefits of his will and of his trust because he has confidence in us. It's released a nature to us. It's released his life to us. 
and we've received a message and a word that's our inheritance. Praise be to God. This whole message is your allotted portion. And tonight on a Wednesday, sometimes it's just right down where the rubber meets the road, where we're grabbing a hold of every word of God. Every song that Brother Derek led in, Summer's just releasing the pressure, just releasing their anxieties. It, it, the presence of God is powerful. And we are beneficiaries of the atmosphere. I, just soak it in tonight. Even if you're not allowed, amen, or soak in the word of God. I pray by the time you leave her tonight, your need would be met. If it's in your soul, receive it. If it's in your spirit, receive it. If it's in your body, you are beneficiaries of healing tonight. You don't even need to wait till the end of the service. Just recognize that you are part of the will. And when the ministry reads it out again to remind you that triggers something in your soul, take it right then. You don't need an emotional service all the time. You don't need just a lot of jumping, though that's fine and that's good. As the one minister was speaking and Brother Branham was talking about this and how he had something happen the other day. Just to show you, he said, I'd like to say this to the tabernacle. He was at his home church. He said, where I preach to. I heard a remark the other day that someone had made about a wagon. And a fellow saying they had a great meeting. But said there wasn't enough spirit there. There wasn't enough noise about it. And the old preacher said, well, when I used to live on the farm, I went out on the farm and I went with my wagon empty. And every time it hit a little bump, it would squeak and crack and pop and jump and go on. And said, but when I loaded it down with good food and products and I brought it back and it hit the same bumps. But it never moved at all. It was a good loaded wagon. So sometimes, friends, there's a time to jump and there's a time to cry out and and pop and crack and squeak. But when you're fully down loaded with fruit and maybe burdens tonight. But when God begins to let you know he is your refuge, he is your strength. That begins to weight down with a, a believer's soul. And Brother Branham said, that's what we need today is a good, loaded, solid wagon, knowing where we're going, led by the Holy Spirit. I believe that's available tonight. We are beneficiaries of the mind of Christ. So don't be living opposite than the word when God's trying to give you his mind. Just receive it. Been so encouraged while I was away to hear some of the word that was spoken by Brother Tom and Brother Tim Dodd and Brother Michael Ray, Brother Murphy and Brother Bisco. It so strengthened our hearts, even though we were away and to hear some of the services and to see some of you maybe from the angle that others that stream our, our services from. We're a blessed people tonight. Hallelujah. Go away from tonight with a loaded wagon. Something where you know where you're going. Where you're led by the Holy Spirit. Not just the pastor. Not just the preachers. But you begin to be led by the Spirit. You begin to go out and catch a spirit that's wandering. You lay hands on the sick and they recover. You begin to create an atmosphere of love around you. I was speaking uh, yesterday to someone from another country. 
And I was just, it was brought to my attention. I was so reminded about how that we've been handled very good within our assembly by the ministry. And, and even our families and how you treat your children. I was just so thankful because I could convey to the other person that there is relationships that we can have with one another. And, and I actually put that in my notes in the back room to say that we don't live in a bubble. The ministry doesn't live in a bubble. We're right here with you. And there's burdens of life. And there's things that even the men behind me have gone through in their personal life. Where God uses their gift to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring power to the congregation. I was thinking of Brother Branham when he talked about a, a little baby with cross-eyed, uh, cross-eyed uh, children or cross-eyed babies. And he was referring back to his little baby when he, that he had to lay into the arms of his first wife that was passing away. And, and his uh, Sharon rose and how her eyes crossed. And how the Lord took his little baby to teach his a prophet and give him character. He knew that it wasn't always just jumping and bubbling and noise, but there had to be a good wagon. The people are going to have to have their wagon full of good words. But remember what he said from that time. I'm paraphrasing. There never was a time that he prayed for a cross-eyed child, but what it was healed. And I'm thinking of the ministry that labor with us and how God brings them through certain things. It's a part of God for us. And as they share the word, we are beneficiaries of the heart of God. It's not the men or the women. It's the gifts of God. Do we recognize that? We're beneficiaries because of a seed. God knew that at a specific time of turmoil or trouble, you were going to have to draw on a certain attribute. So he places certain ones among us that go through troubles. I'm speaking from my heart now. We don't live in a bubble. We don't live in a bubble. We're men and women just like you. And so as we go through things, and then the Lord lays things on our hearts, we, and, it, and it really has a double impact. Because when you hear now a prophet say, there never was a time that he prayed for a cross-eyed child, but what it was healed, that's a powerful thing. And when I heard the same prophet today speak about a woman that was in the room with a, a doctor, and, and only the Lord Jesus knows what happened and in her life. And then he was speaking to another lady, and he was just so tender with her and said, that was a scary thing today that happened with that bus. On the way to the meeting. Wasn't that scary? And you can hear her respond. It was a bus. On the way to the church service. On the road it caused something scary. But the Lord Jesus knew all about it. And he allowed a channel to just speak to her. And let her know. I was in the car with you. I think that's so wonderful. Can we say praise the Lord? The same Lord Jesus knows where you were today. He knows your family. He knows your life. And I believe whatever we have need of from here to the rapture, God is able to bring gifts by the way to help us. I almost entitled tonight, Born to Make It. Because we've been predestinated by God to be what we are. You have been predestined by God. To be what you are. 
You've been chosen by God. Can I minister a little bit? You have been chosen by God. You were selected by God. You were elected by God. Therefore, because you are a seed of God, you are a beneficiary of all that's in the will. So tonight on a Wednesday night, I believe you're believers. That's why you're here. That our whole purpose in life and our whole destiny is wrapped up in his word. That's why we're so interested. That's why we're so uh, interested and focused in on it's more than stories. It's more than just uh, uh, just gifts alone. We've got to tap into the Christ. Brother Roy, we've got to tap into the supernatural element and not just touch the, the hem of their garment, but touch Christ. Can you say amen tonight to that? Your whole destiny is wrapped up in God's will for your life. God trusts you. That's why he made you part of the family and and put you in his will. Because he trusts you. Amen. Tonight we are victorious because we are his victory. Israel was not just commanded to be holy. But Jeremiah says Israel was holiness unto the Lord. That's Jeremiah 2, 3. It's not just that God was commanding them to be holy or you need to live holy or you need to act holy. No, we are the holiness of God. That's Jeremiah 2, 3. Israel was holiness unto the Lord and the first fruits of his increase. All that devour him shall offend. Evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. Zechariah prophesied and said in Zechariah 14, In that day shall there be upon the bells of the horses. And I looked that word up, bells. That means when the horses were running or when they were moving or when they were making a noise, there would be something upon that sound. And that was holiness unto the Lord. I wonder if we can all say holiness tonight. It's not just something that we are trying to be like. You are holiness. It's holiness unto the Lord and the pots in in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Zechariah said, yea, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. Each one of you tonight are holiness unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Tom spoke two weeks ago on a Wednesday night about the lies that politicians say or the lies that even men and women can say and it can just slip out. But it's really a lie. God has never lied to you. The word has never lied to you. Our minds might slip. Our bodies might get older. Our spirits might wander. There's times that we go through things as an individual, as a family, or even as a church. And I did say, we go through. But remember that we are beneficiaries of a strength and of a life because of a seed. And unless the Lord had put a seed in us, we would just be like everyone else in Sodom and Gomorrah. Tonight, you will make it because you cannot lose. God already put that seed in you before you were born that you would respond appropriately in the right season. 
We're going to go back to Romans in a little bit, but there are some that before they were even born will hate the word. They will despise the word. Though they might be spiritual and though they might be religious, but there's not something in them to respond to the word. That's why eventually they'll just go back to the things of the world. But there's something inside of you that loves that birthright. You love the word of God. Deep down inside of you, no matter how many slidings might go on in your life, there's an anchor that's holding you and will bring you back to the middle of the wheel. Because that's what Ezekiel saw. He's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. We believe that tonight. So once you're in the mind, I'm just going to go say some things and we'll go, go back to the scripture. Once in the mind and the will of heart of God, you cannot, nor do we desire to escape out of it. Once you are in the mind of God, a believer begins to be awakened more and more. I don't want to get away from it. We get into trouble when we get out of the will of God. Say, what do you do when I find out that maybe I'm not in God's perfect will? Come back to the will of God. Be humble about that. My precious friends, we're in the late hour. This is the evening time. That's what all the ministers have been saying. It's not just planning for another 15, 20, 30 years. There has to come a time when it ends. But we're not living tonight just to try to be righteous. We are his righteousness because he's already made you righteous in the beloved. So we're not seeking to escape or find a a way out of this. We're not looking for a loophole. We're not looking for a window to jump out or a back door. We're saying, cover me, Lord. Put a wall around me. In fact, Lord, take away the desires in my heart that would be to go out a back door or jump out a window. If there's any rebellion in in my heart, take it away, Jesus. Take it away, Lord. Take it away, Jesus. Even now, wrestle with that angel in your own life and say, Lord, I'm a prince with you. I'm a princess with you, Lord. Your word is my only source of release. And start drawing on the benefits, beneficiaries. I'm just going to jump ahead in my notes today because it was about halfway through the day. that, And I wasn't even thinking of this, but it just came right into my study. And I began to speak right out of my mouth. These things of, you might remember this, the account in Jeffersonville when Brother Branham was speaking in a morning service about how he had to go in the uh, afternoon to pray for a young teenager that was in the hospital in Louisville. Do you remember that? And there was uh, twin girls that one of them had uh, gone into a, a hard time in her life. And they were twin girls and he called them Christian girls. And girls would talk about them and, and things in school. And the two girls, they would tell them what part of life they were missing. And how they should live like the rest of the girls. And one girl was able to just override it. But the other one had a complex and she felt real bad about it. And just kept going away and drifting further back. Just worrying 
about it. And finally, she got to a mental breakdown. And she's in an insane ward. Her mother and father's coming in just a little bit from uh, Crandall, Indiana, to go over to this institution where they're going to try to send her to Madison. Now, this is where Brother Brother John was actually born. Right across the river was Louisville. And then up the road was Madison. And she was in Louisville. But they were going to send her up to Madison. And so the mother and father were coming. And Brother Branham was asking his church to pray for him. Because he was going to be with them that afternoon. Brother Branham begins to speak to his church and said, There's no physical break in the girl. There's nothing physically. She's perfectly healthy. He said it's hard to explain it. It really can't be explained. But her spirit has wandered. He said, you've got to catch her spirit and bring it back to the place. I I begin to think about that as I thought about the beneficiaries that you and I are of his word and of his resurrection. That we have been, we are his seed. So we're beneficiaries of so much. Whether it's our bodies, we are beneficiaries of healing. Whether it's our spirits, God has given us authority over our spirits. I'm going to take this a little bit deeper. He's also made us responsible for one another. That if someone would begin to slip out there, it's our faith that can reach out and bring them back again. I'm bringing this into the service because... We're speaking about beneficiaries. And some would want to leave that over here or leave that over here. But God's bringing it right down to all of us. And he talks about this young lady and how she was healthy. But her spirit had wandered out into a place. And they got just to speak, speaking about it, remember. He began to talk to the church about how you have a five avenues of conscious and imagination and so forth. Uh, and then he talks about the spirit and the soul and the different avenues. He said, you can receive it or you can just let it go. You can accept Christ as the Savior or just let him go. You're, you're still by that tree. Talking about the tree of life or the tree of knowledge. And some get caught in between there. And he said, the one is of life and the one is of death. Every human being is set before that tree or God would be unjust to put us there and then not give the other the equal chance to choose right or wrong. Each one of us have that opportunity. We can be healed or we cannot be healed. And it's not because we haven't been healed. According to God, we have for the covenant is unconditional and he's already purchased our healing. Therefore, our healing It's to us. It's ours. It's whether we'll take this avenue to believe it or this avenue to just not believe it. And there's only one way we can walk into the presence of God. And then he says this child, this beautiful, her mother, and he talks about how her mother used to be his girlfriend. Used to be one of my girlfriends. She was a nice little lady. Come out of a strict Nazarene home. A sweet little girl. She's got a... Lovely husband, and I know him well, a really well, the boy that married her. They raised those children to serve the Lord and put them in school. And they were really grounded in Christ, not to do the things that's wrong. But just on a break, 
He said, looks like just in a few moments ago. Now Brother Branham's in the service talking in the Branham Tabernacle. Is this okay tonight? In the tabernacle, he's talking about this. And it happens right in the congregation where there was a young man right there. And he said, just moments ago, it grazed back to a little boy that had the same thing. And we went down there one night with Brother Wright and Orville just in a complete break. And you know, he'd try to run me out of the house as a good of a friend of an, an Orville and I was just like he'd be his father. I married his father and mother and he'd just jump up and scream and say, get out of here, get out of here. He said, what we had to do there was go out into the line of spirit and catch that boy's spirit. And a lot of grief had come to his little heart and he's young and he's seen a lot and just brought him right back to the place where he should be. And just in a few days, he was all right. I say, praise be to the Lord. Right in the meeting, it, it was brought to his attention of a young boy that was right, brought right back to his right senses. He was all right. He said, now that's the same thing we've got to do on this. He's coming back to the young girl now. I have seen it and I know it to be true. But I request that you all to pray now that God will help me to find this little girl out into a place where she don't know where she's at. Then bring her back to her place. And that avenue comes through faith. He said she can't have faith for herself. She don't know where she's at or anything. It's got to take our faith here. Brother Branham was actually sharing the burden with the church to pray for him. Do you all know the story? He crossed the river, went over and spoke to the young lady, and she came out of that place. And she was delivered and went home that very, that very afternoon. The father called her back, called Brother Branham back from the sanitarium, which was in Louisville. And you remember that? And he, and he, and he called her, him back. And the phone rang just before I came to church. And the father, his heart was so thrilled. He said, I couldn't go home holding the good news. Brother Branham said, the doctor come in and examine my girl and said, what's happened to her? She can go home tomorrow. From a Sunday to a Monday, it was all over. I tell you, Satan's got a death sentence. He's got a death warrant going coming after him. And the bride is going to slip right through his fingers. Whether it's now or whether it's the time of the rapture, we shall be changed. I was just in study today. All of a sudden, that inspiration of these illustrations came into my heart to go after their spirit that's wandering and go out and catch them. I don't believe it was just for Brother Branham. I believe it's for all of us. He said, pray, pray with me. So let's share the burden. Go out and catch that spirit of that young boy. Catch the spirit of that young lady. They don't have faith for themselves. But God can give them faith. But it had to come through the body. Oh, friends, I, I trust you can receive that. That we've been born to make it. We're beneficiaries. And sometimes God will allow you to go through something. So that you can reach God for someone else. Move out under that tonight, friends. Move out under that inspiration. Let's go back to Romans chapter 9 together. 
Start reading the will to one another. Start speaking about these things when you rise up in the morning. When you go through the day. How many of your texts have the word of God mixed in with it in faith? How much of our conversation is positive? Can we speak about this tonight? How much of the word is in our relationships and in our homes? What are we confessing? We're men and women of faith. And if it's not another gift in the body, let there be some gift in the body. That can bring that man, that woman, that family, that individual back to their rightful place. Friends, drop your pride in the garbage can tonight. You say, well, it's not me. Maybe it's someone else. They can touch God. I tell you, if it was a man that had his cross-eyed baby and every person that had a cross-eyed baby healed from his ministry and you had a cross-eyed need, wouldn't you want it to come by that way? It wasn't the man, it was the Lord Jesus. Friends, we only have one life. Even as a little boy, when I was 12, 13 years old, I had a little sign. Brother Silas, you'll like this. It was a little brown sign, and I put it right on my wall by my bed. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And you go to bed with that on your heart. You, you wake up in the morning with that upon your heart. It'll change your attitude. You believe that tonight? Romans chapter 9. Brother Branham read this in hearing, recognizing, and acting on the word of God. In verse 11, Romans 9:11, he read this. In this message, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, That the purpose of God according to election might stand. Not of works. Not of works. But of him that calleth. It was said unto her the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written. Jacob have I loved. But Esau have I hated. Let's fellowship about this tonight. God loved you. Before you were born. And nothing's changed about that love. I believe sincerely friends. This is how we should handle one another. This is how we raise our sons. This is how we talk to our daughters. When I was speaking to the person yesterday. This was brought back to my attention. Of how you and I have been handled just right. God has spoken through the lips of the ministry to give you and I this kind of faith that it can resonate into our sons and into our daughters, our wives, into our husbands, through our daily lives. This is how our families are. This is how we've handled our children. You can make it. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. And if it's not that way, it ought to happen right now tonight where God gives an attitude change to the, to the real believer. And you say, that's how our lives are going to be. That's how our families are going to be. That's how I'm going to speak to my son. That's how I'm going to speak to my daughter. Friends, so many marriages are shaky. And even on the rocks tonight, it's a lack of love. 
It's a lack of godly love to be able to speak the creative words of God and say, I am wrong. Let's pray about this. Reach for the shoe tonight. Reach for the thing that brought you together and not the thing you're fighting and struggling. I want this. I want that. That was mine. This is mine. No, reach for the baby shoe that you realize God gave life. And if God wanted to take it away, that was a trial in our home to bring us together. Stop letting it be a wedge that drives you apart. Be a real man and woman of God to recognize the devil comes in like a flood. And just be humble and say, that's nothing but the devil trying to break things apart. You have the power in you to bring it back together again. Hallelujah. There's a lot of work that needs to be done in homes. There's a lot of work that can be done in relationships. But it comes from meetings like this where you begin to say, it's, I'm a beneficiary of that love. I'm a beneficiary of grace. I'm a beneficiary of salvation. Tonight, someone could receive the Holy Ghost right while they're hearing the word. There could be a little child laying under the, the, the pew somewhere and just be hearing the word or under the atmosphere. And God be doing something in their heart. And they could be baptized in the next week. Friends, we don't know what God is doing. But we always want to be sensitive to let His presence and let His Word have its effect in our lives. I know you believe this. So when you hear and read scriptures like Romans chapter 9, verse 11, 12, and 13, it begins to move our hearts that there are some before they're even born that God loves. And there's some that God hates. There's people that struggle with that and they, they wonder about that. It's because God knows already by foreknowledge who would say yes and who would say no. But yet as Paul said in Romans 10.1, our heart's desire and prayer is that for Israel is that they would be saved. And God's long suffering. Friends, 2018, who thought we would be here? It's God's long suffering. Not willing that any should perish. Say, why are we bearing these burdens? Why are we going through this tremendous pain? It's because we, friends, there is somebody somewhere that is coming to the knowledge of this message that will receive the word and come to their placing. Then we're going to go. But we've been born to make it. And as Brother Branham spoke this and hearing, recognizing and acting on the word of God, he began to speak about how that we read in our papers and we hear the news, commentaries, how this world is standing in the grip of two great spiritual forces. And they are both religious forces. And Brother Branham said, I believe that these great forces are soon coming to a head. And both of these great forces was represented in these two sons of Isaac. He said, God in his infinite wisdom has foreshadowed all things to us. That we might by these things know of certain what lays before us. 
and made it so plain that God and His Word and nature and His universe is so perfectly arranged together that even the sinner can see something's fixing to take place. Have you witnessed that so? Even on the job or even in unsaved ones, they know that something is about to happen. Fixing to take place. And to have a prophet say, God has arranged it so no one is without excuse. You know, friends, we take these times even on a Wednesday night for granted sometimes. We just take it like it's another meeting and like another service. But one day this privilege could very well be taken away from us. Is it true, Brother Derek? We passed through the border tonight and I also witnessed the questions of the, the, the officer. And Brother Derek mentioned it in the back room. Did you notice the officer and what they were saying and what they were sending in? And he just made the comment and I agree. It can happen so fast. Where things begin to happen and you say you're going to church or what church you're going to. There will come a time when meetings like this will be nothing but a memory. And we wish we could click on it and be with the saints or we wish we could be there. Friends, this is our opportunity. This is the day. We're living in a time when Satan is oppressing and bringing his darkness. This is the only light for the believer. This is our only source of healing. It's not in doctors or nurses or hospitals. They can't heal you. God is the healer. We're not against doctors and nurses and hospitals. But God is our healer. Do we receive that tonight? It's not in our paycheck that could be gone tomorrow. Our strength could be gone tonight. Something could strike your back or strike your knees. It could take you out. It, it takes out million dollar uh, uh, players, whether it's an, an athlete that's paid millions of dollars. And in one play, they're taken out for the season. And all the hopes and all the dreams and all the money and all their stadiums and all their whatever. It's entertainment. Our hope is not in those things. It's not in hockey stars or baseball, football. It's not in Hollywood. It's in the word of God, friends. And God has given you that are spiritual, a, a hunger for the birthright, a burden for the birthright, to feed off of the inner things of life. I encourage you, as the other ministers have been, to, we are beneficiaries of this, to go into this through the week. Because these two seeds are coming to a head. We see it even in our generation. He talked about them having, he's talking about our scripture in Romans 9. And how before they were even born, they were at war with one another. Even their mother was a virgin. Brother Branham said she was a virgin, the beautiful Rebecca that married the righteous seed of God's promise, Isaac. And they were two consecrated, spirit-filled believers on God. Foreordained to that very marriage that they united together by. God knew that and foreknew it. How could such a thing come through that one mother and that one father? One a very evil person and another a very good person. How that the good person looked to be the evil and the evil looked to be the good. 
And today when I was looking at this, there was just a check in my heart to say this tonight. Be careful in your discernment that you don't look to that which is evil and call it good. The very friendships or relationships or people that thought certain ones were so holy and so righteous. Where are they at tonight? And yet someone else that might have struggled and they might struggle and struggle and they keep serving God and stay with the word of God. Those are the ones that are good. And if your discernment's been off in the past, it's time to be a beneficiary of the mind of Christ. Instead of having zeal without knowledge, let the Holy Spirit give you zeal with knowledge. Amen. You say, well, I got off there. I got out of line and I had a lot of zeal, but I didn't have knowledge. But tonight you have the privilege of saying, Lord, give me knowledge. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding. As Paul said, a man should be with his wife according to knowledge. Then receive the knowledge of God. Have zeal, have passion, but have it with the true revelation of God. And the bride receives that. He said, Brother Branham talks about this, how it's always the will to be in God's program. God cannot change his program. He made his program perfect because it's part of him. And in these two sons, it's strange to know. I'm quoting out of hearing, recognizing and acting on the word. It's strange to know that before they were born, both the same seed from Isaac, which was the promise. But Esau, the first son, which was born, he said that before they were born, they were fussing and fighting in the womb of their mother. And they came out from her fighting. Esau coming forth, Jacob holding on to his heel. And he said, they still are fighting. Tonight, they're still fighting. And you can write agreements, you can write all kinds of peace accords, but there'll never be true oneness between a carnal seed and a seed of God. He said, so how could it be from that perfect, pure, elected, holy, consecrated father or mother? He said, God calls by election. No matter how good your father or your mother was, or how nice they was, how much Christians your father and mother was, it still lays in you as an individual, you're standing before God. That's what a prophet taught. No matter how good your mother was, or your father was, and I say, Lord, don't let it be taught among us that just because your father was good, your mother was good, that's a free ticket to heaven. Every individual must give their lives to Christ. Every bride member would have been sealed with the Holy Ghost. It's not my mother or my father or just my preacher, but it's you as an individual having faith for yourself. That's what Brother Branham taught. By predestination, an individual in their season recognizes the word for their day and responds to that. I want to say that again. Just because you have a good mother or father is not your pass to be in the rapture. Brother Branham said, no matter how good your father and mother was, how nice they are, how much Christians your father and mother was, it still lays in you as an individual. You're standing before God. And he said, this lesson teaches that. 
that both of the children, there was even by the elected and called of God, a father and a mother, a virgin woman and a holy man who finally was come down to be even through his seed came Jesus Christ. My, the seed of Abraham came in through Isaac coming right down through there. But you had one that was an Esau that did not love the word, didn't love the birthright. We've had it even in the message. People born right among us. And as time goes on, they despise the birthright. They walk right away from the word of God. But there's still a Jacob today. There's still an Israel that loves this message. They hold on to that bloodstream. It's pure right to the end. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Rebecca was righteous, a holy, God sent, and God called mother. And from that holy seed, he said, come forth a renegade and a believer. He said, so it lays within God's callings and God's elections. God's callings are true. God's elections are right. And tonight we're not fighting against that. We're saying thank God for the seed of God. Amen. Praise be to God. Psalm 68 as we come to a, down to the close. Psalm 68 verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Hallelujah. I want to remind you of the will tonight. God's will that's being read again in the sanctuary. God's will and his benefits. Psalm 68 verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Amen. If your little wagon is creaky and squeaky tonight, why don't you get it loaded down with some vegetables? Just pull up to God's grocery store and say, just pour it on, God. Can some of you smile a little bit? Hallelujah. Some of you are just living off. I'll just take this little thing and this little thing and I'll just be. No, friend, just say, pour it in there, Lord. And you get out there and there's this huge ticket. Who's going to pay for this? And it's already been stamped, paid for. And you're walking out of there saying, praise God, hallelujah. And some other scrawny little person saying, how did they do that? How are they so in victory? It's because they, they signed off on the will and said, I'll take that. I'll take that joy. I'll take that deliverance. Would somebody please send over somebody that can visit my daughter or my son in a certain place? Hey, the mother had prayed. The father had prayed. Now the prophet's praying. Asking the congregation, pray with me. And by the time he walked out of there, but he got back to the evening service, and the daddy's already calling him saying, the doctor walked in and said, she can go home tomorrow. Friends, I want to be in that kind of church. I want to be in that kind of church. We're not going to take Satan's snakes and his lies. And you're just getting ready to sign for it. And you you read inside. You hear the box. Something's going. 
ding, ding, and you know, hey, there's a rattlesnake inside of there. I've heard that before. I've seen the effects of it before. That, that's not when you just take the pen and say, well, I, I guess it, it's addressed to me. No, you need to say, I'll receive only but what the word has given to me. Hallelujah. Some of you have fathers and mothers that aren't serving the Lord in the light of the word. Some of your brothers and sisters are, aren't serving the Lord. That doesn't mean you have to just be weak and, and go that way and compromise. You can serve the Lord. He's loading you up tonight with promises and benefits. 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 Take the salary, but take the benefits. By his stripes you are healed. Well, just take it. Well, you say, I don't, I'm going to question that. I'm going to reason that. Well, no, cast down reasoning. What God did for that child, he'll do for your child. What he did for that young lady, he'll do for you, your young lady. What he did for that young man, you say, Brother John... If I heard of a young man that was yelling at the preacher and screaming at Brother Orville and screaming at the preacher that was, I would write them off. I would say they blasphemed. I'd say they crossed the line. No, Brother Bradham caught that inspiration and that young man walked out delivered. So it's going deeper than just what you see. It's going deeper than just what you hear. Friends, we got to go deeper. Say it's black and white right on the page. You got cancer. You got this. You got that. Say, but my God says, I can be well as my soul prospers. So you turn over every stone. I'm trying to help some of you. We're not living in a bubble. When you see those kind of things, or you see that kind of reaction, you don't have to take it. You say, Satan, you're trying to destroy us. You're trying to undermine us. You're trying to take this from us. And it's time to speak back to that spirit. Let the Holy Ghost give you inspiration. Oh, he'll speak to the storm. He'll speak to the storm in your life. Ask him to give you the inspiration you need in your situation. To you speak to the storm. I believe the Holy Spirit's minister tonight to somebody. Right from the very start of Brother Derek's song service, I knew he was wanting to minister. That's why we can read Psalms 103 and say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And if I'm human, Brother, Brother Matthew, if I'm human and I forget, then send somebody to remind me. Amen, Brother Daniel. Send somebody to remind me that it's blasphemy. Isn't that what you said, Brother Daniel? It was blasphemy to say he's the God that healeth us of all our diseases, who forgiveth us of all our iniquities. And just say, but but my, I have a special uh, situation. No, my special. No, 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 friend. That's blasphemy. God, send a Brother Daniel. Raise up somebody. Raise up a brother Michael. Speak to brother Murphy. We're just plowing a little bit tonight. Amen. Send a mother. Send a school teacher. Send a father. Send a minister. Send the Holy Ghost after it. 
God's bringing leadership. God's bringing leadership to your life. Somehow you're going to make it. You've been born to make it. Hallelujah. That came into our hearts today. It's a done deal. It's all over. Hallelujah. We've been born to make it. And our last scripture, Psalms 116. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward us? When I think about the Lord and all his benefits toward us. And that he's made me a beneficiary of his resurrection and of his goodness. Psalms 116 verse 12. How do I walk out of that boardroom? How do I walk out of that church service? How can I be so bored? (laughs) Excuse the expression. How can I be so bored? A bored. When I just heard the word say and speak to me, I'm a lively stone. He's not saying, you be holy, you be holy. He's saying, you are his holiness. So he comes into the individual and walks out of there and lives right, acts right. If you're wrong, you just say, God, forgive me. I felt to challenge some of you tonight and say, why are you still so fearful? Why are you still so fearful that you're going to miss the rapture? Why are you still plagued with with that sin and that past thing? Why don't you nail it down once and for all and say that fear, that that situation is not going to control my life. I believe the word. Friends, if you walked into a boardroom and a lawyer, which you already know they lie half the time, tells you that you are a beneficiary of a million dollars, most of you would believe that over what I'm saying to you tonight. Because we're so trained in numbers and this, and we get so happy, you don't even know if it's true or not. Here we hear the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit's right there. It's time to receive that and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will give my life and serve him then. I will not doubt you no more. Hallelujah. This is how we raise our families. This is how we speak to our sons and our daughters. As we close tonight, let that settle into your heart. Our goal and our objective in life is not to force people to serve Jesus Christ. It is to live a life in a certain way so that they desire to serve Him. They desire to willingly, out of love, out of a heart that's willing. That's how we raise our children. That's how we raise our sons and daughters. That's how we are in our families and how we handle one another. It's not to force them, but it's to live a life. So that the desire of God that's in you can come into them and willingly they want what you've got. Friends, I know this is opposite than the way some of you are, but it's the nature of the Holy Ghost. They receive your word. They want what you got. They want to be around you. Just your words and what you say creates the kind of atmosphere they hunger and desire for. God, help it to be that way for us. And if I lose faith, Lord, or if I begin to wonder, send somebody that has the kind of faith 
I'm speaking by faith right now that can bring me back to my ought to be condition. I don't care if it's a psalm. I don't care if it's the first few words of a service. I don't care if it's the closing remarks or the song at the very end. The Holy Spirit has a way to come to the predestinated. And only the predestinated are considered in this redemption. As we bow our heads tonight. We're casting all of our cares upon him. For he cares for us. Becomes more than just a scripture. And more than just a song. But it's when the storms of life begin to come to your life, to your family, to your children in your marriage. That's when the Holy Spirit begins to make these things personal. That we've seen that it becomes more of a reality. And I say, God, whatever it takes to make this word a reality in my life. If it means popping the bubble or some people live in that kind of falsehood, then pop the bubble, Lord. Take that out of our hearts, Lord, if we're living in some dimension that is not of God. I pray the Holy Spirit would be restored. And we can begin to confess tonight that the word is greater than any possession, any worldly good, anything of this life. More than trucks. More than cars, more than barns, more than boats, more than education, more than property, more than natural possessions, more than anything. But the word is my inheritance. And tonight I'm saying yes, Lord, to that inheritance. Hallelujah. I'm saying yes, Lord, to these benefits. And I surrender to it in Jesus' name. Our dear Heavenly Father, thank you for these Wednesday night services, Lord. Thank you for these moments that as we share, as we were away and we heard the different brothers speak and they begin to echo the words of this message and speak from the word and the heart of God. It moved within our heart to begin to say, this is more than a man. This is more than just orchestrated by just these men and their own personal lives. This is the Holy Spirit. He's putting inside of the church. The Lord's putting inside of the body what we have need of to be victorious, to be more than conquerors. And some are taking this, some are taking that, but it's all for our good so that we can rise up a mighty army, heirs of the Father, join heirs with the Son. Tonight we want to claim that for ourselves. We want to claim this Word of God Each one of these things that's been spoken through our ears and spoken into our minds and down into our hearts tonight. I pray that someone would grab a hold of that like it was a life preserver, like it was their last resort, like it was thus saith the Lord. And they can move out under that pulsation and can say, Lord, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. You came by my way, God. And by the foolishness of preaching, you delivered my heart. You delivered the need. And I thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Are you a blessed people? Let's stand to our feet and and sing that song. I I think we know it. We are heirs of the Father. Brother Derek, can you come and help us sing that we are joint heirs with the Son? We are a people of His kingdom. 
Help us, Brother Derek. Who knows this song tonight? We are heirs. Heirs of the Father. Join heirs with the Son. Praise God. I hope some of you can leave with a smile on your face tonight. Oh, we are heirs. Brother Michael Ray and on the bruise. I was so interested because I knew what he had went through the last several weeks before that service. I was so interested to hear that service. And 99% of you don't know what I'm talking about and that's just fine. That was that unspoken prayer request. But then to have come right behind that and know that it's the bruise. God's wanting to take the bruise. Friends, most of what we go through, we can't even share. But I want you to know, God's in the midst. He's speaking to us. Hallelujah. And He gives you pulsations. You're born to make it. Hallelujah. Just halfway through the day today, I sit in my little office... All of a sudden, that inspiration just struck us. I just began, it came out of my mouth. Go after that wandering spirit and bring it back. I thought, Lord Jesus, He puts responsibilities on all of us. Now it's on our hands. What are we going to say now? What are we going to do now? Before you did this, but now the word is saying we're partakers of a suffering. It's not just, oh, my back is so, it's so stricken and these thorns and no, it's the suffering. Focus on the joy. Focus on the victory. Focus on the other side and the answer and the will of God, what he's bringing you through. Stop focusing on the stripes and the crown of thorns and and the mockery and your friends walking away. Focus on the joy. He did that 
so that I can do that, so that you can do that. So let's not just sing this song in words, but let's say, Lord, this week, I'm partakers of your suffering. That let me go through this, what you've called us to go through together with the right attitude, Lord. And we'll sing these things and then we'll close. Help us, Brother Derek. Oh, we are partakers of your suffering. God bless you to our young people. Friday night, bring your demonology book. If you haven't listened to the second message, you can before Friday night. I took it on my holiday. Amen. We listened to it on our holiday. God bless your families. The word is being put into the box. The word is being put into the the kettle to drive the poison out. So you can be strengthened and renewed. Some of you are lighter than at the beginning of the service. I see it on your face. God met with you. So go out from here now and help somebody else. Have a wonderful weekend. And you that are traveling or you that are uh, going other places, may God bless you and bless your families. Shake hands and we'll sing the first verse as we go. Oh, we are heirs. God bless you. One service on Sunday. With the sun. weekend remembrance day veterans day so one service in the morning here in cloverdale god bless you have a wonderful week mm, we are